pharmacies from right across the province for months now they of course they've been offering everything when it comes to covid from testing to vaccines and now a number of pharmacies and pharmacists they are asking for the ability to offer antivirals kiro Massey is owner of lawler pharmacy in toronto and joins us now for more on this kiro good afternoon appreciate your time good afternoon jeff happy to be with you Okay, first of all, can you remind us all what exactly are these antivirals, these pills, and uh, what they do, uh, how they help us in the battle against COVID? So the antiviral in question is Paxolovid, I believe, and it is a, an antiviral that is very effective at preventing hospitalization and death if administered within the first five days of symptom onset for COVID. So right now we're having issues accessing this in many circumstances it'd be very helpful if we can get this for patients as quickly as possible of their high risk so that we could prevent progression to hospitalization and possible death um that that's basically it yeah what is the issue sorry uh, when it comes to accessing these is it from uh, a consumer level from uh, your level trying to get these pills or these drugs to be quite honest with you, it's from every level. So first off, we have patients that never heard of it before. And like as soon as I posted about it uh, on Facebook today, I had people coming in to ask me, oh, there's antivirals for COVID. So you have patients that don't know. There's a lot of physicians that don't know how to prescribe it. They don't know anything about the interactions with it. Then you have pharmacies that have no idea how to administer it because there just hasn't been a lot of communication about it. The problem is we're waiting for this to become a huge problem before we start to put mechanisms in place to roll these out for patients. And that would mean that we're not really learning from our mistakes. Mm -hmm. And just to be clear for those uh, listening right now, this is just not something that is over the counter. I would go into your pharmacy and just purchase if I was feeling symptoms. I don't even order it if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. It's something that's got to be prescribed by a doctor, though, correct? It, it, it is, but also, like, I have no idea about coverage, how to get it covered for the patient, where to order it from. I've never dispensed it. Uh, there is just so many questions, and there's a lot of patients that don't know that if they test positive at home with a rapid test kit, they should be telling their doctor because their doctors are obviously not fortune tellers. Like, they, if you're really high risk, and you test positive, and you don't tell your doctor, there's no way that he or she is going to prescribe it for you. And so, as you, you mentioned, sorry, a moment ago about hospitalizations. The uh, feeling or the theory is that if you did test positive, say, with a uh, rapid test, uh, rather than immediately going to the hospital or the ER, if people could access these uh, antivirals, it would actually free up our hospital system, our healthcare system? Absolutely. Absolutely. So every, you currently, last I checked, it was about 800 people hospitalized with covid in Ontario hospitals, what if we could get these numbers down to 500? That's that's 300 beds that could be used for something else. So we we know that these antivirals can decrease the likelihood of hospitalization and death in high risk patients. All we have to do is educate the public about the fact that they exist in the first place, educate doctors on how to prescribe them, and if possible, get pharmacies to dispense them if the patient meets certain criteria. This way it actually reaches the patient within that five-day window when they're most effective. 
Right, and this is uh, back in the news again, Kiro, because of the uh, test-to-treat program that the U.S. recently announced. This was part of their uh, COVID uh, plan that they announced late last week uh, moving forward and is uh, something that's being talked about not only in the U.S., but uh, here in Canada and elsewhere is maybe a, a model we might want to pursue moving forward. I think it's a model that we might want to pursue at, at the very least have all of the legalities worked out so that it could be rolled out immediately if required. If the government and the special the infectious disease specialists don't feel that it's really necessary right now to have pharmacies uh, give out these antivirals if a patient or certain patients test positive for COVID, then at least do the paperwork in the background so that if you get another wave in a few months, you're able to just let it let it happen. Um, we can't have another rapid testing situation where we were caught completely unprepared last December because we didn't order any. Right now, you have these antivirals that could potentially save a lot of lives, and we're waiting for the problem to occur before we do all of the necessary work to provide them for patients. You have to keep in mind that in order for you to actually pass, pass legislation to do test to treat program, that takes time. That doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. And if we are going to learn from the mistakes of the past, what does the ideal system uh, look like to you? Is this a, a case where if somebody is feeling symptoms, they could come in to say your pharmacy, uh, take a rapid test and then be prescribed uh, these pills? So ideally, like we could get into the technicalities, but ideally I I feel that it should be certain patients or like patients in general, the general public needs to know about the existence of these antivirals. They need to know if they are high risk or not based on the criteria. The pharmacist and the physicians both need to know about more about these medications, the, the, the uh, criteria necessary to say that you know this patient would benefit from this antiviral or not, and then have legislation in place so that if a patient does test positive, they meet the criteria, they know to contact the pharmacy, and then the pharmacy will go through their medications, look at the interactions, because these meds do interact with a lot of other medications, and then dispense to the patient, advise physician. But if we're going to completely put this on physicians, we already know that physicians are spread thin in this province and pharmacies are very accessible and these medications need to be very accessible. They need to be very accessible in a timely fashion. So we need to have legislation in place to ensure that if we need it now, we can do it now. If you feel that you need it later, it could be done later in a seamless fashion. Mm-hmm. Where are we sitting uh, right now, Kiro? Is the Ontario uh, Pharmacists Association, the OPA, are they actively, uh, I guess, campaigning in dialogue with various levels of uh, government to move this forward? My understanding is they are, uh, but whether this moves forward or not, like I, I, I don't know. Like I don't know what's what's kind of a holdup. I think that we should at least have it in our back pocket should we need it. So the legislation needs to be in there so that, you know, with just a one swipe from the Minister of Health, it will just be rolled out into pharmacies. So if you have a really big wave, we're able to do this seamlessly. 
Ideally, it should be available in specific pharmacies across the province immediately so that we could at least prevent hospitalizations, decrease the hospitalizations. Every freed-up hospital bed is a win for Ontarians. And these medications do prove, have proven to decrease hospitalizations. All right. Appreciate the discussion and you bringing this to light. Uh, thanks so much for the time this afternoon. Happy to speak, Jeff. Take care. You as well. Kiro Masse, owner of Lawler Pharmacy in Toronto. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.